the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I had thought, coming back to uh, the studios, that Seven Parkway Center would just be packed. With that people. there would be people everywhere. Were you expecting that there'd be like a welcome wagon for you? No, no. Like, I, John Hall, no, we've missed you. No, no I, I didn't expect that. Okay. I, no, but I did think, oh, I'm going to go in and, you know, the elevator is going to be filled with people. The lobby is going to be overcrowded. To be honest, there's an 18-wheeler in the parking lot, and no one seems to be bothered. I no, mean, it's taking up 12 spaces, and no one cares. Right. I mean, and I remember the days, heck, you know, you'd fight for parking yeah, spaces. Yeah, of course. So what's going on? Especially I for the good ones, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I see that you got yourself parking. a good parking space, though, don't you? Yeah. Did you see me in the back today? Uh-huh. It's really nice. Did <laughs> you? Well, can you see it out your window? Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm in the back. I'm this way. Oh, I'm I was in. talking about like the executive spaces. Oh no, I'm not in executive okay. spaces. I thought you were working there. No, it, no, I'm in. I'm in back by Arby's. Uh, oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah. fine. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just kind of thought you know, there's nobody here, so I thought those executive spaces are up for grabs. Oh well, now that you've brought it up, I'd well, like to avail myself of one. I would do that, but Murphy's Law, I'd go down after work and I'd be towed. That'd be the problem. yeah. You're probably right. Or there'd be an orange sticker on my car saying "scuff right, law." Right. That's gonna that's gonna take you three months to get off <laughs> with goo gone. I love that. It's five gallons. Five gallon drum of goo gone. <laughs> anyway, such is life. Uh, Post COVID, we are uh, essentially sooner or later returning to the so-called normal. Yeah, phase. I don't really know what that's gonna be. I don't either. No. Hey, let me tell you that it is our what third day back in the studio, yeah. and so. Hi to everybody watching. Um, For those of you who would like to watch the show or didn't even know that you could watch the show, well, I'm here to tell you that you can. Oh, sure. So log on right now to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM. In just a minute, I'll have it up also on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Look at how I'm doing it right Mm -hmm. now. Look at see how I'm doing it. Very nice. Um, And then you can just watch the show and give us your comments and say hi and all those sorts of things. Nice. Or on your radio dial, which I imagine you've already found. Yeah, since you're hearing us. If you're listening at 101.5 WORD. All right, Kath, uh, the world continues to turn. And as we always do, the show gets underway. You give us the top news stories of the day. Please present for us the top four at four. For Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Hundreds of suspected members of criminal networks have been arrested by authorities around the world after being duped into using an encrypted communications platform secretly run by the FBI to hatch their plans for alleged crimes, including drug smuggling and money laundering. The Wall Street Journal reports that the global sting operation was revealed this week in a series of news conferences by authorities in the U.S., Europe, Australia and New Zealand. The takedown involved more than nine thousand law enforcement officials around the world that had searched 700 locations in the previous 48 hours alone. Hmm. Police officers in recent days carried out more than 800 arrests in 16 countries and seized more than, are you ready? Hmm. 
Eight tons of cocaine. Whoa. 20, 22 tons of cannabis. Can you imagine how big of it? I mean, think, like cannabis seems pretty light to me. Yeah. How do you get to 22 tons? Anyway. That's a big haul. And two tons of synthetic drugs, as well as 250 firearms, 55 luxury vehicles, and over $48 million in various currencies. More than 150 threats to human life were also disrupted, officials mm-hmm. said. How about that? Number two. The U.S. saw remarkable increases in the death rates for heart disease, diabetes, and some other common killers in 2020. And experts believe a big reason may be that many people with dangerous symptoms made the lethal mistake of staying away from the hospital for fear of catching the coronavirus. The death rates, posted online this week by federal health authorities and reported by the AP, add to the growing body of evidence that the number of lives lost directly or indirectly to the coronavirus in the U.S. is actually far greater than the officially reported death toll of nearly 600,000. In raw numbers, there were about 32,000 more heart disease deaths than the year before. The death rate from Alzheimer's was up 8%, Parkinson's 11%, high blood pressure 12%, and stroke 4 Number three. President Joe Biden has reversed executive orders from former President Donald Trump that tried to ban the popular Chinese-owned video app TikTok. Which I think is really annoying. I mean, it's I mean, deal the platform. Are you on TikTok? No. I thought maybe we could like teach each other dance moves. No, on TikTok. that's not what is. I, I don't understand. Continue on, and then we'll talk. CBS News is reporting that Mr. Biden replaced the failed ban with a new executive order calling for a government review of foreign-owned apps and whether they pose any security risks. Now, if you remember, Mr. Trump had issued orders last summer that would have banned TikTok from operating within the U.S. unless it was sold to an American company within a matter of weeks. The Trump administration, of course, was concerned that China could be using the app to collect data on American users, including government workers. Now, which government workers are on TikTok? I would like to know that. Okay, I think we should, that should just I've maybe disqualify them from the position. Anyway, but the attempted ban was, of course, immediately challenged in court. Negotiations with U.S. buyers, including Microsoft and Oracle, broke down without a deal. And so Mr. Trump's orders never ultimately pushed TikTok out of the U.S. Number four. Okay. The Virginia mansion where Robert E. Lee once lived that now overlooks Arlington National Cemetery is open to the public again after a $12 million rehabilitation and reinterpretation that includes an increased emphasis on those who were enslaved there. The National Park Service opened Arlington House to the public for the first time since 2018. The mansion and surrounding grounds have been expected to reopen, of course, in 2019, but then there was the coronavirus and that all fell apart. The rehab was funded by philanthropist David Rubenstein, who also donated millions for the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, and other historic sites around the D.C. region. And that, my friends, is your top four. Four. Fabulous. Very good. Okay, uh, back to the TikTok thing. <laughs> now, anytime I hear I'd this... I'd pay money to see you on TikTok. No, 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 no. It's never going to happen. It, look, whenever I think about TikTok, and, you, uh, and I probably have spent, literally, so I'm no expert here, right. uh, three minutes on TikTok. It's enough to... My knowledge of TikTok is what? The guy on the skateboard with the cranberry juice driving down the street. Right. who made himself a media star. Yes, Good for him. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, that was a good one. But whenever I hear about TikTok, I think about my father or my grandfather like appearing on TikTok or me trying to explain to Gus Maloney what TikTok is all about or to you, to yeah, your father, right. Stan, hey, Stan Bloodcharts, you want to jump on TikTok and do a video. What is that all about? I mean, he would be so 
horrified. Of course he would. He'd be stunned into silence. Any rational person. So what is the deal with well, I mean, international First of all, it's for, it's for people that have no attention span. It's how long? 15 seconds? Yeah. So, I mean, it's super duper short. There are a lot of like cute cat videos and dog things. Who cares? And like short dance moves. Great. And, and people who are ranting, but just in a very short time span. <laughs> well, that's the best way to rant. I mean, probably is because I don't want to hear more than I have to hear. 15 seconds of anger, right? Yeah, it's something else. I have one daughter who hates TikTok. And one daughter who loves TikTok. Really? So we TikTok was was one of the things we were discussing at last night's dinner table. <laughs> okay, now wait. I have seen now, like you know, like a Twitter feed where people have one of five threads on a Twitter feed, right? Yes. So Twitter holds only so much information per thread. Then you can do multiple threads. Sure. Now you can also do the same thing with TikTok, apparently. Too. Uh, okay, I don't I've know. I've seen that. that where there's like know you know that. longer. It's supposed to be a certain length, but now it's extended. I don't know. So how are the Chinese well, and the United States diplomacy? And money well, because it, it's owned by a Chinese company. Yeah. So former President Trump was concerned that because it was owned by a Chinese company, uh, you know, millions and millions of Americans you having it on that. their phone is going to open up their information to Chinese of authorities. Course, I, and, of course, the Chinese government saying, we would never oh, do that. Yeah, because we're, you know, sane, reasonable. Right. So so we were saying, my one daughter and I, that we think TikTok is ridiculous. My other daughter is becoming very uh, sensitive about it and defensive. And she was then talking about how silly she thinks Twitter and Facebook is. So it turned it. And of course, my husband, who doesn't give one care about any of it, was just kind of sitting there trying to be the, right. you know, the arbiter. He was eating his vegetables and just and hoping that we would change the conversation quickly. Bothered. Heaven help us. Again, <laughs> the guys who built this country, the men and women. Yeah. You know, that muscle, that intellectual heft, all that. And then all of a sudden, oh, you want to peer 15 seconds into a dance move with a cat face. That's pathetic. <laughs> the infil- we are infantizing ourselves. We truly are. All right, take a quick break. I'm so, so glad, sorry. I'm so glad I brought this Get up. <clears throat> we come back. Uh, we've been talking at length over the last several years about the the uh, sex abuse scandal within yeah. the Catholic Church. Father Lou Vallone is with us. He's a retired Catholic priest. He's going to talk about new rules explicitly criminalize the exploitation of adults by priests who abuse their authority. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Stick around. We're getting underway. It's the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. WORD. When Daniel and his friends were taken as exiles into Babylon, it would have been easy for them to forget God and to believe that he had forgotten them. Instead, they served God faithfully and stood firm before rulers. What can we learn from their resolve? That's all this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Now more than ever, it's vital to support companies and organizations that share our values. And Patriot Mobile has never changed. They still and always will share your conservative values. Wireless today is much more than just connecting calls. It's caring for 
sharing and supporting conservative organizations that you also support every day. Like veterans, first responders, Christian organizations, groups that support the sanctity of life and so much more. With U.S.-based customer service that is rated super high and plans to fit any budget, it's easy to switch, save, and support your values. Patriot has the same cell tower presence, so you get the same dependable wireless coverage the other carriers provide. No difference. And at Patriot Mobile, they always stand for the flag. Go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A or call 972-PATRIOT. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. What are dads made for? asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for. Is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together... Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, and remodeling... As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Word broke a few years ago about what happened here in Western Pennsylvania with the uh, Roman Catholic Diocese. And, of course, uh, it wasn't isolated. It was uh, all over Pennsylvania. And then, of course, uh, many other dioceses across the country experienced the same reports and same abuse allegations and confirmation and all that. And it's just been an ongoing story. So it's made its way to Rome. And uh, Pope Francis has broadened the Roman Catholic Church's definition of sexual abuse by revising its penal code to explicitly acknowledge that adults and not only children can be victimized by priests and powerful laypeople who abuse their offices. Here to talk to us about that is Father Lou Vallone. Father Vallone is a retired Catholic priest. Uh, he's retired pastor and adjunct professor at Duquesne University. He spends his time as a charter member and master coach for the Human Formation Coalition. He gives retreats, days of recollections, and missions for clergy and parishes, as well as consulting and lecturing in canon law as an advocate. Father Lou, welcome back to the show. Hi, John and Kathy. Good to hear you all again. Always good to hear from you, Lou, and glad you could be with us to talk about this important topic. Um, so it looks like we've got revisions, according to the Pope, to the Vatican's Code of Canon Law, the first since 1983. Um, you want to break those down for us or talk about the ones you think, the portions of it that are most significant? Okay, so what you have, um, the Code was written in 83. Lots has happened in the world and in the Church since then. And the Church would react immediately with, um, 
odd rem laws, okay, with, uh, um, all right, we, this is not covered by the code, so here's a uh, um, decree. This is how you handle this. We didn't think of this before. This is a decree. So the revision you have now, Book 6, has been um, in the works for 14 years. It now takes all of the reactions that the church had legally, the situations that were um, unlooked for. I mean, we just didn't expect kind of things like that to happen. It's taken all of the immediate reactions. It's now all codified in one book. So what are the most important things in that book? Well, number one, of the book now, when it talks about uh, uh, penal, penal reactions, about punishments, the old book uh, was very gentle. The bishop may impose mm, a penalty. Okay. The bishop can do this, okay? Now there are three categories of penalties. Those he absolutely must uh, uh, impose. So now bishops don't have a choice. If a uh, cleric or someone who works for the church violates any of this, abusing either children or vulnerable adults or misuses their office, the code says now the bishop must, in the church courts, prosecute it. He doesn't have discretion anymore. Uh, The two other categories are what we call medicinal penalties. That's to try to make up for the wrong that was done. All right? It makes up uh, 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 as medicine for the offender who, you know, um, is evil, uh, is like an illness where you're trying to cure him and trying to cure the wrong he's done. But now there are also uh, penalties that are expiatory. They're punishments. And they run a long range from, um, if they're a cleric, uh, to taking the priesthood away from them, dismiss them from the clerical state. If they have an office in the church, as a layman might, um, president of a Catholic university is an office in the church. Mm-hmm. CFO is an office in the church. There are lay people who have offices in the church. They can be fired. And what I consider uh, kind of a real novelty, the church now can impose fines, monetary fines, on, on uh, uh, its members who have violated the laws. So it's a... Uh, It's pretty broad-reaching, much more broad-reaching than what was in the 83 Code. Maybe we were a little naive back then. Uh, Now, bitter experience has wised us up a bit. And it's telling us that, um, you know, the psalm says where justice and mercy meet, which is a very difficult concept for us. How can those two things meet? We think of them as like two rails on a railroad track, forever parallel. Um. But in his uh, uh, cover letter, his voto proprio, um, uh, tending God's flock, uh, Pope Francis said, mercy is an aspect of justice, and justice is an aspect of mercy. If somebody does something wrong, and you just let them totally get away with it, that's not mercy. That's an outrage on justice. Mm -hmm. Mercy for someone who has done something you know, terribly wrong. Mercy is justice being applied to them in a medicinal way for the good of their soul and for the well order of society. I'm into that. So mercy and justice do, in fact, meet. 
um, because each one is an aspect of the other. Very good. Okay, so Father Lou, this is good news. I would say to the to the church, welcome to the twenty first century. Right now, the the only only problem I see is that the changes that have been announced by the Vatican are only as good as their enforcement. And of course, you know, you made reference to this. That was a problem in the past. So who's to say that these these new canon laws will be enforced effectively? Okay, so whether you're the Catholic Church, whether you're the independent evangelical church on a corner, whether you're Alcoa or U.S. Steel, or whether you're the United States government, personnel is policy. You can have the greatest policy in the world, and if you've got incompetent or ill-willed people, that policy is useless. Conversely, you can have a policy that's imperfect, with very competent people or very good-willed people, you can make up for the gaps in it. So the flaw that you see is the human condition. It's original sin. It's the flaw of humanity. Okay? I mean, you, you couldn't ask for, you know, better policy than uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. You couldn't ask for better policy, right. you know, than Jesus' various commandments to us. Huh? That's great policy. But what's the problem? The problem with the personnel to carry it out is sinners. Right. You know, St. Peter in, in the Scripture threw himself at the feet of Jesus. said, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinner. And Jesus looks down and laughs and says, no kidding. What else do I have to pick from? <laughs> it, it's, it's the human condition. All right? So what do we need to do going forward? Well, at least now we know that when someone's being picked for a position of authority or of governance, when we're looking at someone to put into that, we need to look for someone who's going to have the um, intestinal fortitude or the fortitude from the Holy right. Spirit by virtue yeah. of ordination, you know, to carry it out. Um, now also we have, which we didn't have before, you know, those in authority, bishops, were kind of exempt from the Code of Canon Law. They were, you know, it was kind of like the... No really? Wait, Father Lou, you're saying, you're saying it didn't actually in practice apply to them? No, it didn't. The only in canon law, up until now, okay, the only person who could discipline a bishop was the Pope himself. Wow. Really? There was no law that covered bishops. So now there's laws right. and accountability. Okay, so so the Timothy McCarrick thing uh, blew that up. That blew that up. That blew it right out of the water. Actually, it was blown out of the water uh, before that with a cardinal in Scotland, before the election of Pope Francis. Uh, cardinal O'Brien in Scotland was found to have been uh, abusing his authority with seminarians, and uh, he was removed. He was uh, fired as a cardinal. Mm-hmm. At that time. So, you know, again, we learn by experience. Okay. Right. Um, we had a mindset that these were uh, people in the church, successors of the apostles. Uh, they were supposed to be a cut above. Yeah. All right. We find out not everybody is. People are people. We're talking so to now, Father. Let me let me just introduce you, Father Lou Valone, uh, uh ordained as a priest for the Diocese of Pittsburgh in 1973. Um, now retired as a pastor and adjunct professor at Duquesne University. Um, Father so Lou, yeah. So now you were saying. So now, um, it's codified in the law. 
It says clerics. A cleric means everybody who's ordained, whether deacon, priest, or now bishop. They're held to the law now. Uh, the Dallas Charter originally did not apply to bishops. Now it's being applied to bishops. And in secular, uh, you know that the Vatican is an independent country. Huh? Yes. Yes. Uh, Vatican City is an independent own court system, own police force, etc. All right. Well, until this year, um, a bishop or a cardinal could not be brought into criminal court or civil court in the Vatican. Now they can. So now this is a step up on accountability. Mm. All right. Nobody gets a buy. Nobody gets a buy. What we did with our hierarchs, with, with, with those that after a certain level, it's kind of what you have a, a, a diplomatic immunity. Right, sure. You know, you know that you can, do, you're, uh, you can do whatever uh, you, know. you want if you're, when you're in the other country because you have immunity and nobody can prosecute you. That's right. So the law doesn't apply to you. Well, we kind of did that internally. We kind of gave diplomatic immunity to, to a certain level okay. of those in governance. That's gone. Right. And that did not end well. That's gone. Okay, Lou, well, Father Lou, this is good. This is very, very good news. I mean, uh, accountability at, at all levels, right, from the top down and Can't from the hurt bottom anybody, up. Right? No, it's a very, very good news. So I appreciate this. Right. I appreciate your clarity in explaining this to us. Uh, whether, like you're saying, whether it's the Catholic Church or whether it's corporate America or the evangelical church in the corner, everybody needs yes. accountability. So we appreciate that good word. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. God bless. And you as well. Lou Vallone. He's a former uh, Catholic priest, now retired. I'm sure he still is a Catholic priest, but he's a retired Catholic priest. All right, let's take a quick break, come back. Uh, we've been talking, Kath and I have been talking these last uh, several weeks about the uh, uh, upcoming Olympics. I'm psyched. And uh, I was of the mind, well, heck, considering where COVID is in Japan, they might be canceled. Well, word today is NBC Universal says we've got 7,000 hours of programming. <laughs> and uh, the last thing we're going to do is cancel that. We'll talk about that next. We're just getting underway. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, the ride home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, my pillow is offering the premium my pillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. They are regularly sixty nine ninety eight. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800 800- Three nine one zero nine five four. Use promo code word or right now mypillow. Dot com. MyPillow.com. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com or on the Express Jobs app. 
it's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight will be warm and humid with considerable cloudiness. Expect a thunderstorm in spots in the evening, followed by a passing shower late tonight below 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. We'll see a brief shower or two in the morning. That'll be followed by a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 80. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid. Expect a passing shower. We'll see a high Friday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. NBC Universal said Monday that it will present an unprecedented 7,000 hours of coverage of, of the Tokyo Olympics this summer on two broadcast networks, six cable networks, and multiple digital platforms serving both English and Spanish language viewers. The games postponed from last summer will unspool July 23rd through August 8th in Tokyo. NBC said they are dispelling rumors to the contrary that have been percolating given local disconnect ties to low COVID vaccination rates in Japan. There will be no foreign visitors and there may not be any live fans, but oh my gosh, this will be the imagine? first major oh global gosh. gathering since the pandemic began. Quote, after a devastating year, the world comes together again finally in Tokyo this summer, says Molly Solomon, who is the executive producer and president of NBC Olympics production. We are going to deliver the most comprehensive and accessible coverage for any sporting event in history. The depth and breadth of our broadcasters will be unprecedented, showcasing once-in-a-generation athletes and storylines that will capture the incredible uniqueness of these games and our times. I like that optimism. Well, okay. no one's going to be okay, there. Okay, so there's no Ford. Imagine, okay, so I had mentioned on the show, if you're a regular listener, and if you're not, I'll just fill you in, that I had a daughter who just graduated from college a couple weeks ago, yeah. and she was a varsity athlete. And so her senior year as a varsity athlete was so painful for parents, all of us, because we couldn't go. No. 
It's the last time they're going to be doing their thing. It's not like she's going to be a professional swimmer, right? It's the last time they're doing their thing. Last meet, last, you can't go. You're watching her on. You're watching her on a video stream on iPad. Right. right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I have to say, was so well done. Really? That it was almost like being there. I was. Okay. I was absolutely shocked at what a wonderful experience it was watching it. So they then, did, a Grove City's doing it. They did a NBC. terrific job. Terrific job. But imagine if your kid is in the Olympics, right. or your spouse is in the Olympics. You want to be there. Or your dad is in the Olympics, and you cannot yeah. go. Wouldn't that be just tragic? It sure would be. Yeah. Oh. God. And, you know, one of the big things uh, that's, uh, that, that is so entertaining and sweet about the Olympics is watching. OK, that's Michael Phelps' mom. Right. You know how she would cry and laugh sure, and whatever. Sure. Or it was like Simone Biles' parents or, you know, whoever it is. It's somebody's crazy uncle or whoever, like, has followed them yeah. around and watched their career for the all these human years. Interesting. Exactly. They're finally at the Olympics. And now, right. now we're going to be looking at a bunch. Of, what about the opening ceremony? It's going to be like nobody there. Will there be cardboard cutouts of the fans like they did in, you know. Major League Baseball? Yeah. Cardboard cutouts. Did they build a stadium? in For Japan? In yeah. Tokyo? Uh, well, I'm sure they did a lot of construction. But imagine all the, you know, like the dormitories and things that are always used. I mean, some countries, they start from scratch. Now, Japan, because, you know, real estate, it's such a premium. I can't imagine they reinvented the wheel totally. They had to reuse or repurpose. I don't know. When these, cities get the, when these cities get the Olympics, the, you know, the billions debt. of dollars of investment that right. goes into this. I mean, at least though the dormitories will be used. This, if, what if they build a stadium? Right. Well, they have to build a stadium because where's track and field going to go? I don't know. And now there's going to be nobody there watching it. Well, they've, I'm sure there were other venues where track and field events were held in Tokyo in the past, right? Yeah, but I'm saying I had they. I bet they started building it years ago. Oh, you can't so. build right, it in right, 12 right, months. Right, exactly. I don't know. Anyway, That's crazy. So the know. good news is now uh, you would think you know if you're thinking oh, are they going to be canceled or not? No, seven thousand hours of programming. NBC, you know, they paid how many billions of dollars for the for rights contract, of the Olympics? Right. So. From their definition, they're going to go on. Okay, well, listen, I'm going to be right there watching NBC, like, all the darn time. Because when the Olympics are on, that is my hobby. Okay. I put everything aside. It only happens once every two years, and I'm in. All right. So then I guess you can expect Olympic updates from Kathy Emmons as the month goes on. I'm bringing it. All right. We'll take a quick break. What the plummeting fertility rates mean for churches. Philip Jenkins from Baylor University will talk to us about that. Having babies and the church. Straight ahead on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. You might have allowed fear to seep into your life and to fill you with fear, but God can fill you with faith. Dr. Michael Youssef. You might have allowed the worry and anxiety of this world to begin to swallow you up. He can deliver you from that. Learn more this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, Cash Call Mortgage, NMLS ID, 128231, Equal Housing Lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. 
Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Well, just last week, the Chinese government has said, hey, uh, you know that uh, one-child policy? Well, it was two for a little bit. Now we're saying all Chinese uh, women, let's have three babies. Or how about, you know, uh, back in the 70s where Paul Anka was singing about having my baby. <laughs> I'm so grieved that you decided to bring up that song. People are not taking that to account. Listen, I was well, I was watching Inspector Lewis last night. This is a little tributary, uh, which is on the BBC. Yeah. A kid was singing that very song really? just last night on my television. You're having my baby. And I was like, what? People are not listening to that. No, Plummeting fertility rates around the world. Philip Jenkins is with us. Philip is professor of history at Baylor University, co-director for Baylor's program on historical studies of religion in the Institute for Studies of Religion. He is the author of Fertility and Faith, the Demographic Revolution and the Transformation of World Religions. Here today to talk to us about plummeting fertility rates and what that means for the church. Hey, Philip, thanks for coming along. Hey, good to be there. Yeah, so these are some shocking numbers that we're seeing. Um, a dizzying reversal, this is what the New York Times says, uh, unmatched right. in recorded history, not recent history, all of history. Right. Yeah, um, normally if a, uh, a fertility rate is 2.1, uh, that means the number of children that a woman will bear in her lifetime, and that means that society will just jog along with roughly the same population. Mm -hmm. If it goes way beyond that, then you get a contracting population and a much older society. And the world, much of the world is now heading to 1.7, 1.6, and that means uh, uh, aging countries and way, way more uh, old people because of you know medical science. So we're creating societies of a kind that have just never existed in human history, and you know you can't often say that uh, seriously. 
And so what I try and do is look at some of the implications of that for different things. Uh, and one thing I'm interested in is religion. Interesting. Okay, so Philip, uh, I think for a lot of families, maybe people who didn't go to church as singles, but then when people get married and then they have babies, people tend to go back to church as families. I mean, that's fair to say. So with the absence of all that, what will happen to the church? What do you foresee? It'll be a very uh, different church, for one thing. Um, raw, raw numbers in many parts of the world, in uh, Europe and uh, North America, um, are going to be um, are going to be plunging. Um, uh, low fertility rates correspond very closely with low faith societies that are uh, very uh, very secularized. Um, but what it also means is that the balance of the church uh, or any uh, religion shifts to those remaining societies that are high fertility, high faith, and that means uh, societies like Africa, for example, which are, which are still in that uh, mold. So I imagine if you look at uh, Europe, uh, if you look at, say, the Catholic Church in 10, 20, 30 years, uh, it'll become ever more an immigrant church, and particularly um, an, um, an African church. Mm. Uh, by 2050 or so, Africa will be by far the largest uh, Catholic uh, continent and the largest Christian uh, continent. Excuse me. Um, largest Christian continent, it will almost be there in Catholic. Something happened this year. There are now more Catholics in Africa than Europe, which is something that we didn't think would happen in for quite a while. Mm, that's a shift as well. Um, so, Philip, talk to us about how this could affect local churches. Um, you, you talk in your article about how, you know, for many years there were, uh, and many churches even today, exist specifically for their youth programs. You're talking, though, about a sure. shift in demographics such that there might be twice as many older people in a church than there are kids. Well, um Twice as many older people and kids in the country as a whole, but in the churches themselves, I think you'll see um, a lot of churches and congregations, not just in the Christian world, Jewish world uh, uh, as well, uh, where there are virtually no uh, children, where the, the uh, young families just uh, just are not there. Um, and if you think about it, if you think of a congregation where the um, average age of the population <laughs> is in the 70s, it's a very, very different kind of wow. congregation uh, from anything that existed uh, uh, beforehand. You know, you think of how much of the energy of the church goes into uh, schools, uh, uh, Sunday school, vacation, uh, Bible school, and so on and so on, all those programs. Well, just suppose you take those uh, out of the picture, not just in a couple of the old Protestant mainline denominations, but across the board um, in many, many Catholic churches as well. And um, interestingly, in terms of stereotypes, some of the fastest falling fertility rates now are among Latino people. So we're, we're really seeing um, an across-the-board change, creating a society that, like I said, we've just never seen in history before. Interesting. Philip Jenkins is with us. He is the author of Fertility and Faith, The Demographic Revolution and the Transformation of World Religions. So, Philip, what does that look like then? You know, so if the church is 80 percent old people and 20 percent people right. under the age of 60, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of work for those 20 percent of people. 
It absolutely is. And what it means is uh, what churches have to do is uh, carefully do inventories of the kind of uh, skills and abilities that uh, they have. You know, a lot of those much older people, um, they might not be great in a lot of physical skills, but think of the experience and the expertise um, that they can, uh, they can offer. Um, and so much of what churches do has to rethink um, in terms of old age. You know, you, uh, you go into any like, uh, selection of uh, religious books, you look on uh, Amazon, so much of it is about uh, younger people. Mm-hmm. How many books do you see that are uh, directed to that much older crowd? Yes, indeed, there are some, <laughs> but most of them I find are directed to preparing for death. Well, gee, I think there's a lot of other things that might be done there as well. <laughs> Let's hope so. Okay, so then you don't want to be, you know, a, a naysayer here. Of course, there is a silver lining, isn't there, in all this? Well, there, there are different uh, ones. For one thing, a society with a very low uh, fertility rate tends to be uh, much less uh, turbulent. It tends to be much more uh, stable. And uh, th- that's all good, but um, but, but there are drawbacks. Um, so there, there are real advantages in some of these churches, as long as churches figure out that they are there and they go out and uh, deal with them. And you know, the other thing is, if you have churches in a uh, an area, some of which are this older profile, and some of which are these much younger immigrant churches. It's interesting thinking what one might contribute to the other as long as they realize they're in the same business. They're different departments of the same corporation. Yeah. Philip Jenkins is with us from Baylor University. Um, Philip, let's talk about the lonely elderly. I mean, this is something that's been at the forefront of what we've read about in the COVID era. But now if the numbers you're talking about um, are accurate, that's going to become a way of life for people. Um, How can the church get ready for something like that? Once again, first of all, recognizing the problem, and by the way, not just for um, for older people. You know, if you look at uh, population trends in the last uh, 20, 30 years, you, know, you see a very rapid breakup of those um, nuclear families, extended families, uh, very large numbers of uh, young adults um, uh, live alone. They're, uh, they define their contacts by these, uh, uh, these networks and friends. Um, and that, that's why the uh, coronavirus has been such a, a, a general disaster. You know, I still think we'll be picking up the pieces um, of that forced isolation and separation um, for uh, for years to come. But, you know, like I say, the first thing is um, recognize the problem, acknowledge the problem. And uh, uh, churches, religious institutions, I think have got a huge uh, range of options in terms of uh, giving people uh, things to do, giving people those kind of social uh, contact that they just are not going to get elsewhere. Uh, you, you know, like everyone, I've been using uh, Zoom and remote stuff over uh, the past year, but it's just not the same as um, as direct human uh, contact. And, uh, you know, suitably aware of concerns about virus and infection and so on, distancing, um, churches, religious institutions are uh, uniquely uh, rewarding, promising environments for that kind of real human contact. And who knows, um, in a world where maybe uh, nowhere else is, you know, you can go um, online, go on Zoom to do lots of stuff, or if you want to meet actual people, 
you go to a religious institution. Well, gee, there's a uh, uh, recruiting tactic right there. Yeah. I mean, this is fascinating, Philip. I mean, to see what, you know, the next few decades will, will portend. I mean, I, I think about, you know, just in an in a, in a oddly practical way, you know, um, late night services on Christmas Eve, right, when the church used to be packed right. on Christmas Eve. Well, now they won't do that because all the old people will be in bed. Or, you know, what about people with, you know, hearing problems? Everybody will be, you know, wearing special hearing aids in church because, you know, everyone's old. I mean, all these different things the church is going to have to go to. Some of them will be ridiculous. And, of course, some of them will be nuts and bolts that the church will have to adapt to. I mean, it's just a very strange era that you're saying we'll have to walk into. Absolutely. And uh, but maybe one of the biggest uh, traps to avoid um, is the idea that so much of this can be done by um, by going remote, by uh, uh, by going virtual, and we can do this all with, you know, there's an app for that. Well, maybe there is, but there isn't an app for uh, direct face-to-face contact, which is qualitatively different from um, everything we've become uh, used to. And I think, I, uh, you know, I speak for many, uh, when you think of the last year, I think uh, we've we realized the advantages and possibilities of that kind of remote access, but also the extreme limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm very much looking forward to uh, shaking somebody's hand again. Yes, I Isn't agree. that the truth? Well, thank you, Philip Jenkins, for being with us today. Really appreciate your expertise in this. Hey, very good. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having me. Yes, the pleasure is Dr. Philip Jenkins. He's the author of Fertility and Faith, The Demographic Revolution and the Transformation of World Religions. Very nice. Well, I, I think if you're familiar with the Pittsburgh skyline, all of us love and admire the Art Deco look of the Gulf Tower. Well, this past week it's been condemned. We'll talk about that next on The Ride Home. Craig Schweiger's weekly show, Home is Where the Heart is, spotlights Craig Pollard this Saturday to discuss bivocational ministry. Learn how local ministries like The Family Wins exists under the leadership of businessmen and women like Craig. Plan to wake up at 7 a.m. Saturday for this and an informative show for seniors and their families about reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages have become very popular. Understand their benefits, costs, and concerns. Sponsored by Federated Mortgage. Home is where the heart is, where mortgage meets ministry. Saturday mornings at 7 on 101.5 FM WORD. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day, too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Congratulations, you did it. You worked hard and saved for retirement, but now you'll have questions. Will my taxes increase? 
How will I cover my expenses? Will my income last? Will I have anything left to leave to my loved ones? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. I know that you need a strategy to help make sure your hard-earned money goes the distance in retirement. That's why I'm offering you a free guide designed to help you know if your nest egg can withstand the challenges of a 21st century retirement. Longer lives, increasing health care costs, and taxes are just a few of the risks to your income. Get this free guide from me, Ethan Lane, and our team at Accurate Solutions Group by calling 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Take the first step to help your money last in retirement. 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. There was a time, not that long ago, I mean a few decades, of course, where the city of Pittsburgh had more Fortune 500 companies call Pittsburgh home than any other city in the country. And that was a fact. Now, of course, those days are long since gone. But one of the crown jewels of that Fortune 500 era was Gulf Oil. Yep. Gulf Oil founded here in the city. Of course, the first gas station, drive-up gas station, was here in the city of Pittsburgh. The first drive-up gas station was in Pittsburgh? That's right. It was a Gulf gas station. Did not know. And that Gulf Tower, that incredibly gorgeous 1930s Art Deco building that calls downtown Pittsburgh home is the pride of a lot of people. For many, many years, Gulf Tower was the largest skyscraper on the city skyline until the U.S. Steel Building was built in the 1970s. That's why, having said all that, it was shocking to see smoke pouring out of the top floors of the Gulf Gulf Tower a little over two weeks ago. And then word came just this past week that the Gulf Tower has been condemned, which is crazy. Now, having said that it's been condemned, as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, something's wrong here. When they put a condemned building, you know, the notice, this building is condemned, they are essentially sending out a warning saying it is unfit for human habitation and either two things are going to happen. The building will be torn down or necessary repairs must be made until the condemnation order is rest- is lifted, okay. which has happened. Okay, so this might not be the end of the Gulf No, it is not. It's not like they're going to rip it down. So here's the deal. Even as we speak, there are at least 200 workmen working inside the Gulf Tower to ensure what happened with that electrical fire. And then the resulting flooding that happened in the building from that All that is being remediated. It's going to take, I'm sure, many, many months and probably millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But at some point, that will be lifted. The building, even though as we speak, is essentially condemned, it will not go away. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'm glad. I mean, I saw that the Gulf Tower was condemned and I was in despair crying out loud. What happens when, you know, the pirates hit a home run? 
Oh, right, exactly. Well, one thing is they'd have to hit cross first base. They would have actually to touch, touch first it. Base. They would have to right. touch it. That would be the first thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Speaking of sports, let me bring up something else, John. Okay. This day in history, mm-hmm. June 9th, I'm going to have you guess the date. Okay. Secretariat won the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths, which, of course, was after he'd already won the Kentucky Derby in the Preakness. I guess. What, what year was that? Secretariat. Uh. I'm kind of out, that's sort of outside my expertise here. Uh, it's disappointing. 1978. To be honest with you. 73. Okay. Right, that was pretty far off. off for you. I'm actually disappointed. Yeah. I feel like I should mock you publicly. Well, it wasn't a birthday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, I would be so horrible at that game. I just want you all to know. What's that's that? The game where, like, guess what year oh, this right. happened or guess how old the celebrity is. Like, I don't know how old anybody know. is. It's, it's a weird. Anyway, but did you ever watch that that thirty Se- that Belmont victory for Secretary? I have. Yeah. I did mean, you it was watch? A great horse. What, what's the horse movie? Uh, the horse movie. You know. Uh, no, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, you What is it? Come on. You What's know the what horse movie? Oh, I'll come back and we'll talk about it after the break. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. An Air Force base in San Antonio went on lockdown this afternoon for an active shooter warning, but there are no immediate reports of injuries. Joint Base San Antonio issued the alert at midday. Officials are reportedly preparing a statement. President Biden will soon be arriving in the United Kingdom on the first foreign trip of his presidency. The president will spend the next week meeting with G7, NATO, and EU allies. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The trip at its core will advance the fundamental thrust of Joe Biden's foreign policy to rally the world's democracies to tackle the great challenges of our time. Those challenges include the COVID-19 pandemic, China, and Russia. The last day of the trip will feature face-to-face talks with Russian President Putin. Greg Clugston, the White House. Stocks remain mixed. The Dow down 66 points. The Nasdaq up 23. This is SRN News. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuition. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far, up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home, while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. As dads, it's our job to capture as many memories with our kids as possible. It's also our job to embarrass them. And if we're lucky, 
we get to do both. That's why I'm thankful my son created Legacy Box, the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. And I'll never recover from the time you showed up to my middle school dance to disco in front of everyone. Thanks, Dad. But he's right. Simply fill your Legacy Box with your old VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos, and we'll do the rest. And in just a couple of weeks, you'll get your originals back, along with a DVD, thumb drive, or cloud delivery. Stuff that even an old man like me can figure out. Check out Legacy Box today. Plus, for Father's Day, we're offering an incredible 50% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is one of the best discounts we've offered. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing Siding Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, help make your streets safer for everyone so the people driving cars, riding bikes, taking buses, and walking can get where they're going faster and easier. Champion safer and more connected streets at MoveForwardPGH.org. Tonight will be warm and humid with considerable cloudiness. Expect a thunderstorm in spots in the evening, followed by a passing shower late tonight below 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. We'll see a brief shower or two in the morning. That'll be followed by a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 80. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid. Expect a passing shower. We'll see a high Friday of 76. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. The cicada update. We don't have cicadas here in western Pennsylvania, do we not? No, we don't have. Right? I mean, we don't have the Brood X one. Which I'm grateful. Sure. You know, okay. So, but we've been talking about this. Uh, you know, we've sort of missed out on this, which I'm very happy about. The Brood X uh, cicadas that rose from the earth after 17 years underground have proven their determination, I think, to leave a mark that they uh, before they die off in a few weeks. So uh, the shrill-winged insects have driven tourism, apparently, inspired new food trends. They even caused a car crash in Ohio. Yesterday, the busy bugs claimed another surprising accomplishment, grounding the White House press corps as it headed to Europe for President Biden's first overseas trip. The White House press charter flying from Dulles to Europe ahead of uh, President Biden has been delayed for hours due to mechanical issues Caused by cicadas in the engine of the airplane, said Jonathan Lemire, a reporter for AP. Cicadas. Reporters gathered at the Marriott Hotel near Dulles were told by a White House aide the insects had flown into the engine, causing mechanical problems that required the airline to obtain a new plane and a new captain for the flight. That's Why just, new? That, well, I, maybe he's just so upset by it. Yes. He's, he's grieving over yeah, yeah he, t- oh, he timed out, right. Oh, he timed out. Right. So the right. plane was delayed five hours. Got How many it. cicadas have to be in an a engine lot. to slow things down? A lot. Okay, so then Joe Biden apparently is standing on the tarmac about to board, uh, about to board his plane. Air Force One. Right. Uh, he was chatting with the uniformed military officers before the flight. He was seen 
swatting a sizable insect from the president's neck. How dare the bug? Uh-huh. The president proceeded to wave, uh, to flash a wave to reporters before strolling over to the assembled. Watch out for the cicadas, he said. I mean, that's disgusting. That is gross. Uh-huh. Listen, we talked to Greg Clugston, who's our SRN News White House correspondent. He joins us every Monday on the ride home, and he lives in that area. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, tell us, you know, is it? Bad. Uh, it's bad. And he said, it's pretty bad. And I said, how big are they? And he said, I don't know, about an inch and a half or two inches long. I mean, that is a that is a large bug, people. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what did we see? Where were we the other day? We were somewhere, and uh, my wife said, that's a palmetto bug. To me, it just looked like a large cockroach. Um, we were somewhere, like you know, walking down the street, and we saw that. And my kid was like, "Oh, that's disgusting." I mean, when you see, st- I'm just, don't aren't you glad at moments like this? Yes, that uh, you live in the north. I'm so glad that I, I live, mean, yeah. when you go to the south, are you grossed mm, out by what man. happens? I mean, things it's flying just around, disgusting. Yeah, it it's is. Just, it's just really foul. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, well, I'm very glad that we don't have to worry about the brood X cicadas here Uh in western Pennsylvania. Um, Listen, if you are interested in watching the program, and I sure hope you are, you can do that on Facebook. So log on, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook. I thought you were saying if you're interested in watching cicadas. If you're interested in watching cicadas. Listen, if you're interested in watching cicadas, let me just say this. The Washington Post about 10 days ago did a – you can just Google it. Google Brudex Cicadas and Washington Post, Mm -hmm. and they show you a life cycle, like an interactive – like a – it's not like a video. It's like a drawing that takes you from when they are in their smallest form underground for 17 years and them coming out of the ground and then going into the tree and molting and molting. I mean, it is fascinating. No, no. It's really, really good. Okay, you should so check that out. But not for today. Instead, you should go onto Facebook right now, The Ride Home with John and Kathy or 101.5 Word FM, and you can watch the show. Very good. Okay, so speaking of Mother Nature and uh, wild animals, on our landing from the, you know, first floor to the second floor at home you mean yeah yeah we've got a flight of steps then there's a landing where there's a window a large window i don't know and the window basically i mean i can open it but it's not one of those things you kind of go i'm going to open this window and let the air flow in anyway about three weeks ago a a bird started to build a nest and what was i going to do like you know knock that nest out i hope not i didn't I let the nest Good. build, the right choice. and then over the course of a few days, not one but three beautiful blue robin eggs appeared. Now, of course, those robins have hatched, and I, I stand up on a stool every morning and kind of look down at the at the eggs at the the nest. Why do you have to stand on a stool? Is it because it's, you're... it's the windows up high? Oh, I see. Okay. So I, I look down, and I've seen this, you know, evolution from eggs to then this sort of gelatinous sort of mix of the little baby bird. And now those three birds have survived for the last couple of weeks. They're getting big. I would say in a few days, they're ready to fly. It is so cool to see. And it's, well, the really cool thing is the relationship that I have now with the, with the two robins, because it's a mother and father robin who are doing the feeding. I think for a long time it was just the mother on the nest. Then all of a sudden the guy shows up and they're working in tandem together to feed these things. And these little babies, they're just like laying there or sitting there. And all they do all day long is anytime, you know, the mother or the father comes, they just open their mouth. Like, feed me. All they want to do is just eat all day long. But it's super cool. Now they're big, and you think, look how beautiful. They're ready to fly away.
So isn't that great? I love that. I also have two little birds, two baby birds that I have. I don't know what kind. I don't know anything about birds, but these birds uh, built a nest inside one of our trees, Mm -hmm. and the two baby birds are in there. And so at first, all I could hear. All, all I knew about them was what what I could hear. Yeah. And then they started poking the little bits of their beaks out. But now that they're getting big, they're like I see like big mouths. Yes, so that's they all they like, do. Ma! Right. Feed me nonstop. I love it. Anyway, maybe can you imagine how well fed the birds are with the cicadas? Oh my gosh, that's like a oh my gosh the bird banquet. The, the birds that are born now are oh. thinking this is the way it always is. <laughs> right. Going to be in for a rude surprise <laughs> next guess. year. Anyway, we digress from cicadas to robins. Uh, we're going to talk uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, About whales. Oh, right. Listen, it's like, like all like animals all the time. Animals. Listen, this is such a cool book. We're going to talk about whales. This guy has written something called Touching the Leviathan. It's all about how we could learn something about a creature that is as elusive as it is. Mm-hmm. Peter Moe will join it. us in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Everything Jesus bore witness about was the absolute final truth. Listen, you couldn't add anything to what he said because he is truth, knows all truth. And John says he is the faithful witness, the faithful witness, and therefore he is reliable. Hear the series, The Coming King, a study of revelation. This week on In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. 
You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800 800- 3910954 use promo code word or right now mypillow.com mypillow.com Have you Kath, ever seen a whale? Never. Up close Never. and in person? Never. Like remember Never. SeaWorld? I went on a whale watching trip. Oh, did you? Yeah, in the Pacific Northwest in uh, Bellingham, Washington. And nothing was there? On the Thousand Islands there. Not one thing. But not Well, I mean, more. there were a lot of things. We saw a lot of other things. Yeah, but... No whales. Zero. So they bill it as a whale-watching expedition. If you don't see a whale, do you get your money back? No, it was not billed like that. It was like, maybe you'll see a whale. You'll probably see a whale. You didn't see a whale? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't blame them, right? Well, listen, uh, this is, I think, the first time in all the years we've done the show that we've talked about whales. Peter Moe is with us. He's the Associate Professor of English at Seattle Pacific University. He's got a brand new workout called Touching This Leviathan. And uh, Peter, uh, welcome to the show. We've got a lot to talk about. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, Peter, I got it. When I was looking at your information here before the show started, I was thinking about being at the Monterey Bay Aquarium in in uh, California uh, when I was eighteen or nineteen years old. And uh, mm-hmm. at that point, when you walked in the door, they had a complete whale skeleton suspended from the ceiling. Uh, no, you know, that was over so your head. Cool. And I have to say, it was not until that moment <laughs> that I really grasped the size of what we're talking about now you know like whales are huge but since i had never seen one it would I, it, yeah. it is it, it blew my mind well yeah i mean they're the largest animals that's ever been on the face of the earth bigger than the dinosaurs really? um but we just don't ever see them you know they're under the water the whole time mm-hmm. so it's kind of this paradox that the largest animal that's ever lived is just something that we don't get to see that often yeah okay so then what is it i mean you and spending time writing, thinking, and building a whale. I mean, your connection with whales is what, Peter? Well, I, I it goes way back. Um, when I was about seven or eight, my parents took me to this traveling exhibit that passed through Spokane because I grew up landlocked in the middle of, you know, eastern Washington. Yeah. And uh, there's this old abandoned warehouse. And um, we get in this warehouse. The lights are totally off. You know, it's really dark. There's this weird plastic green stuff hanging from the ceiling. I think it's supposed to be like seaweed. And they're playing whale song over the speakers. And when you look up at the ceiling, it had life-size plastic replicas of whales hanging from the ceilings. And it was this, like, traveling exhibit that was going all around the country. And uh, it was supposed to be educational. You know, like, schools are bringing their classes in and everybody's learning all this great stuff about whales. And I was just absolutely terrified because um, they're huge. You know, there's a 100-foot blue whale, right. a couple 50-foot-long humpbacks. And uh, it's funny, though, because I, I was absolutely terrified that day. But when we left, there was a gift shop, and my parents bought me a book about whales, and I was just hooked after mm. that moment. Oh, that's fabulous. Okay, so then fast forward. Talk to us about Jonah and the belly of the whale and your introduction with that. I mean, loving whales and then being a believer. I mean, how does that work? Oh, Jonah's just one of my favorite stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my book, I talk about memorizing the book of Jonah. Um, Back in 2012, 
uh, when I was in Pittsburgh, actually, I went to school in Pittsburgh, and a friend of mine was nice. into memorizing Scripture. He memorized the whole book of Romans, and he was like, hey, man, you got to go memorize a book of the Bible. So obviously I picked Jonah, and I, I just fell in love with the book even more. And as I was memorizing it, I started noticing the story of Jonah shows up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Pinocchio, it shows up there, Finding Nemo. There's this reference in the Avengers movie when Iron Man's flying around and there's this like robot monster thing in the sky and he flies in the mouth. And right before he flies in the mouth, he says, you ever hear the story of Jonah? And then he like goes right into the mouth of this flying <laughs> robot monster thing. That's that. cool. That's super cool. Um, Bruce Springsteen's got a song about getting stuck in the whale. I've got a Batman comic book where Batman finds a whale with somebody stuck inside of it. Really? Like, it just gets repeated over and over and over. Um, and it's such a powerful image, right? Being in the belly there. Yeah, it is. Okay, let me ask you something. And I don't know what um, translation this was, but I was yeah. I was reading through Jonah a couple summers ago because it's a really fascinatingly weird book, right? It really <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> um, and uh, it has all sorts of stuff in it. But but the one of the translations I read said that God, I'll never forget this, God commissioned the fish. Mm. What a great word. And I thought, now, what, that, what does that tell us? That, tells, that has to tell us a lot about, about the relationship between the creator and the animals. Uh, and, and, the, and also, I would say, the obedience of the animals, right, to the voice of the creator. Yeah. I mean, what, what, do you know anything about that? What does that make you think of? Well, I mean, that, that's such a fascinating word because it, made, it made, immediately makes me think of, like, missionaries who are commissioned yeah, to go yeah, on that. Yeah. On the journey, you know. Right. One of the things I love about Jonah is the role animals play in the book is so fascinating because, you know, so God commissions the whale. Later in the story, when Jonah gets back to Nineveh and he's like to preaching and the, the city starts repenting, there's this really curious line where it says, um, "Do not let man, beast, herd, or flock taste the thing. Do not let them eat or drink water. Both man and beast must be covered with sackcloth." <laughs> What? And so when Nineveh repents, they include the, the animals, animals yeah. in the fasting and the sackcloth, which is just fascinating. And then at the end of the book, when God decides to spare Nineveh, there's that great line when he says, should I not have compassion on the city, which has more than 120,000 people who do not know the difference between the right and left hand, as well as many animals. I so love it's that. like God doesn't spare Nineveh. Yeah, he doesn't spare Nineveh just because of the people, but the animals too. And it's like, there's such a huge... I just love the, the all-encompassing view of creation. Like, God loves his whole creation. Yeah, he's going to spare the city, not just because of the people, but, oh, yeah, I made those cows, and they're going to be spared as well. <laughs> That's so cool. Peter Mose with us. His brand-new book is called Touching This Leviathan. Peter, uh, I uh, follow a Twitter account that all it is is little snippets of the uh, novel Moby Dick. So, you know. Oh, what? You're, you're first, just, first off, I can't believe somebody does that. And second of all, I can't believe that you follow it. Well, it's just a weird thing. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you're looking at Twitter and then you read something and you kind of go, that is dark. That is strange. That is weird. So That seems hopeless. Yeah. So talk to us about Herman Melville and Moby Dick and your love of whales. Oh, boy. You know, when I was writing this book, I knew I was going to have to do something with Moby Dick. Um you know, because if you're writing about whales, you got to say something about Jonah, and you got to say something about Moby Dick. Of course, of yeah, course. yeah. And the thing I love so much about Moby Dick, there's this great scene in there where Ishmael, he's off on some island walking around, and he sees this big whale skeleton, and he's like, oh, this is really cool. So Ishmael gets out a 
piece of graph and he uses it to start measuring all the bones. And then he says he has to tattoo them on his arm because he says there's no other place to preserve such valuable statistics. And so Ishmael on his arm is covered with the measurements of this whale skeleton, which I thought that was, yeah, it's super cool. And then the even cooler part is Ishmael says, well, I can only put the foot measurements on. I can't include the inches because he says he has to leave space for a poem that he's composing. And when you read like the, the context of the whole paragraph, it implies that that poem is the book Moby Dick. And so it sounds like Ishmael, his entire body is covered with a tattoo of the story of Moby Dick. <laughs> Wait, how did I miss that? that I read so cool. that book. It was a long time ago, and I that think I cool. probably did a lot of sleeping uh, uh, when I was supposed to be reading. So then, <laughs> so then Peter, I just, it begs the question, uh, being a lover of whales, do you yourself have a whale tattoo? So when we were building, uh, so I built a whale skeleton to hang at my university. And of course, when we were building the skeleton with my students, it was a summer class and uh, probably the most fun class I ever taught. I don't think I'll get to do it again because, you know, it's not like you get to build a whale every summer. (laughs) But uh, when we were building the class, building the whale, I shared that passage with the students and they were all like, oh, you know, Professor Mo, we've got to measure our bones and you can tattoo that on your arm just like this (laughs) nail. And... uh, they were trying pretty hard, but um, I, I decided not to do that. Oh, that's why. <laughs> that's okay. We're talking to Peter Wayne Moe, this book that we're referencing, Touching This Leviathan. Peter is Associate Professor of English at Seattle Pacific University. Uh, so let me, um, let me enlarge our scope a little bit and just, I don't know, talk about the uh, the place that you think animals have in our understanding of who God is. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's something that I think about a lot. I really, really love animals, and I'm just enchanted a little bit. Maybe it was because I grew up reading Narnia. I'm not sure what it was, but I, I just have always sensed that there's something. There's always something that we can learn about God through the animals mm-hmm. that we come in contact with. And so I guess I want to hear how you look at that, how, you know, whether you have, I don't know, pets of your own or thinking about a huge creature like a whale, like what that does faith-wise for you. Well, well, boy, that's a great question. Um, so my first thought is that w- we don't even know how many species of whales there are. Really? Yeah. That seems like, like something we would years, know. Yeah, yeah, every couple of years. There's like another one that washes up on the beach, and the scientists are like, "Oh, here's a new one," um, which is just it boggles my mind. And you know, you asked about how does this, what does this suggest about God? Yeah. Um, just the fact that the ocean is so immense that we don't even know everything that's in there. Yeah. Um, and to put that in perspective, like we put a man on the moon like, before we had underwater footage of whales swimming. Our first underwater footage of whales that we had was in like the 1980s, I believe. What? Really? Yeah. So like. We put a man on the moon before we knew what whales looked like swimming underwater, which, again, just suggests, I feel like it suggests the limits of our knowledge mm-hmm. and the vast, vast omnipotence of God. Yes. You know, there's stuff out there that we don't even know exists. Right. And I feel like, I mean, that's one of the one of the themes of this book is how can you come to know the unknowable? And the title is, a, I steal my title from the line in Mobile, in Moby Dick. Um, where Ishmael, he's talking about, like, what do whales look like? And he's saying, oh, these pictures are no good because whales don't quite look like that. And he says, you know, if you see a whale washed up on the beach, that's not an accurate vision of what a whale looks like because it's like saying, you know, a shipwreck is an accurate representation of a boat. Mm -hmm. Like, it's obviously busted and everything. 
Switchmail says the only way you can figure this out, what a whale looks like, is to go out to sea. But, you know, then that's really dangerous. So then he has this great line. He says, you must not be too fastidious in your desire touching this Leviathan. Hmm. Um, hmm. And it's like this warning of, like, you can't get too close. Like, these are majestic yeah. animals, and we're never really going to know. And I just can't help but read that in the sense of thinking about God as well. Mm. Like, I mean, sure, you can have this personal relationship through Christ and everything, but at the same time, God is God. Mm. And, like, <laughs> there's definitely this, like, a sense of reverence and distance there. He's not um, safe. Yeah. But he's well, good. like Aslan, right? Like, mm-hmm. not the lion's not a safe lion, not a tame lion. That's yeah. Right. Okay, so, Peter, we've talked about Jonah. We've talked about Herman Melville. We've talked about, you know, uh, animals in general. But the heart of touching this Leviathan, describe that for us. I mean, people want to go and look at this and read your work. I mean, yeah. in reading about it, you know, there's poetry and there's all sorts of different things here. What's the heart of it? Yeah, well funny i didn't realize what the book was truly about until like the final week when i was working on the page proofs before publication and i realized oh this book's actually about my son um yeah the book is you know the jacket says it's about trying to know the unknowable and whales is kind of the the case study of that but as i was reading it my wife and i have had a long journey with infertility and the infertility narrative runs through the book pretty heavily and there's a whole chapter devoted to telling that story of our infertility and it's couched within talking about people being stuck in the bellies of whales and i compare like joan in the belly of a whale i compare that to like holy saturday which is this you know uncertain time of you don't know if you're going to if christ is going to come out of the tomb or is christ dead and you know it's a very uncertain uneasy time and that's how the infertility has been very uncertain very uneasy you're just kind of stuck there wishing you could get out but not sure if you're going to get out um and it's funny, like, you know, so I've written this whole book, and it wasn't until the very end when I'm, you know, fixing the last couple commas here and there and reading it over multiple times, and I realized, oh, yeah, this is all about my son. Oh, and um, so the last edit that I made the entire book was to change the dedication page. It used to be for my wife, and now it says for my son, for <laughs> our son. Yeah. That's that. You need to talk to our friend Sheridan Voisey. Uh, Sheridan joins us on a monthly basis. Uh, he's uh, he lives in Oxford, and he has written a lot about uh, him and his wife's journey the through ma- fertility. The making of us yeah. is the name of that book. Yeah, fabulous. Okay, so uh, before we leave us, Peter, uh, you know, touching this Leviathan, what is a guy from Oregon, from you know far out in the Pacific? You, you made reference. You came to Pittsburgh. You lived in Greenfield, mm-hmm. and you spent five yeah. years here in the city. I mean, as far as the east is from the west. Yeah. I came out to Pittsburgh for school. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Nice. and uh, Very good choice on your part, Peter. Yeah, I loved it there. And I went to City Reformed Presbyterian Church as well. Nice. um, With uh, Matt Kerber was the pastor there. And we just loved Pittsburgh. Oh, it's such a great town. Oh, that's so awesome. Now, okay, since you lived here for a while and you're familiar with the Three Rivers, do you think there could be a whale in the Mon? (laughs) That's my question. (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's definitely some sort of sea monster out yeah, there. Yeah, it would be there's yeah, something skanky right. in there. Yeah, you know that. That's right. Hey, Peter, thanks. I mean, really interesting conversation. Uh, we have not yet, but we certainly will enjoy uh, touching this Leviathan. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Our great pleasure. Touching this Leviathan, Peter that's Wayne cool. Moe. 
He's an associate professor of English at uh, Seattle Pacific University. And we didn't even talk about this, that he, uh, some three students or three young women were walking down the beach one day, and they found a whale that had passed away. And Peter and his students, they built this whale within the confines of, of a structure. So that's a, a whole other story for a different time. We'll take a quick break. It is our a daily feature next. Does this make sense? I bet it doesn't. It's the Ride Home with uh, John and Kathy. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on radio station Word FM. Well, shockingly, and with great celebration and fanfare, another year in college has come to a close. Grove City College has weathered the storm. And unlike a lot of colleges, Grove City was committed to meeting and teaching in person. Now, of course, in this COVID era, nothing was perfect. And there were illnesses and incidences. And it was a bumpy ride. But the thousands and thousands of students at Grove City College, they made it through. So with some foresight and some wisdom, Grove City continues to meet in person. And Kath and I had students on campus at Grove City. We're proud to say our kids are Grovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, for any parent of any college student or high school student in particular, I mean, anybody, parent of any age child over the last year and a half, boy, it has been a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak as a parent, as John said, of, of a Grove City student. And I just think, you know, when, when things are as topsy-turvy as they have been and there's so much uncertainty, it is really a comfort to see that there's an organization that is so well organized, so well run, and the decisions they're making, they're doing their best that they would be godly ones. And so as a parent, all I can say is it's been a great ride in spite of COVID and the semester is almost over. gcc.edu online. Congratulations, you did it. You worked hard and saved for retirement, but now you'll have questions. Will my taxes increase? How will I cover my expenses? Will my income last? Will I have anything left to leave to my loved ones? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. I know that you need a strategy to help make sure your hard-earned money goes the distance in retirement. That's why I'm offering you a free guide designed to help you know if your nest egg can withstand the challenges of a 21st century retirement. Longer lives, increasing health care costs, and taxes are just a few of the risks to your income. Get this free guide from me, Ethan Lane, and our team at Accurate Solutions Group by calling Calling 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Take the first step to help your money last in retirement. 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training, along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children, of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org.
Tonight will be warm and humid with considerable cloudiness. Expect a thunderstorm in spots in the evening, followed by a passing shower late tonight below 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid. We'll see a brief shower or two in the morning. That'll be followed by a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon. We'll reach a high of 80. Friday, mostly cloudy and humid. Expect a passing shower. We'll see a high Friday of 76. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The butter dish. I don't mean like a little like side plate or something. I mean it's made for butter. It's specific to butter. It's a particular dish that is only used for butter. Mm -hmm. Unequivocally, yes. The butter dish makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. It, it shows a little bit of it, dignity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like a hunk of butter somewhere, and you know, there's a place, and it's specific for the butter because the butter can get kind of funky. Mm-hmm. But there it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a home sweet home. It's a stroke of genius, as a matter of fact. And it recognizes the special nature of butter. <laughs> right. Which is very special it's indeed. It's very special. Yeah. I, I mean, say. it shouldn't be treated lightly. Mm-hmm. It should never have been slapped together in like with a blue bonnet label on it or some kind of crazy country crock thing. Okay. So quick, does this make sense sidebar? When you eat corn on the cob, do you put butter on it? Yes, My I wife does do. Not. <gasps> she eats corn on the cob without butter. That which I is think, tragic. How can she even do that? All right. The butter dish does make sense. Yes, I, we agree. All right. Does this make sense? Eating bone marrow. <laughs> now, I was just thinking about this because we were just talking about whales. Uh, yes. And then I was thinking about people who right. eat blubber from a whale, of course, right. right? Which is a matter of necessity. But then I was thinking, well, I've never eaten blubber, but I have had a delicacy of bone marrow. Yes. And many people love bone marrow, yes, we right? we had it together. We had it the same night. That's right. We have. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel weird about it. I understand why you'd feel weird about it, because by saying it, like I'm eating the inside of a bone, but it's delicious. It was, It's weird. I don't think I think it's Do you think it's delicious? Yes, I did. I thought, okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't go specifically to order, like, hey, give me a side of bone marrow. But at the same time, you know, when you go to a good a good steak place, they right. they have it on the menu. So, yeah. I mean, I in some ways, it's... It's as good, if not better than, a piece of steak. Oh, get out of here. I'm just saying, Cass. I don't think I'm it is. I'm saying. I just, listen, I tasted it that night. I think it's like, it's it's an unusual thing, but I cannot regularly do that. I just cannot anyway. do that. It's too weird. And I know, I'm already, I know you're saying, well, what's weird? You're already eating an animal. You I are. get it. I get it. It's just, I couldn't take the extra step. I'm really? Sorry. Okay. I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> I'm surprised to hear that. All right, well, the butter dish... Are you dish, disappointed in me? No, no. It's, I mean, different strokes, right? I mean, it's not like I'm asking you to eat blubber, right? That's a relief. With some whale blubber or some okay. whale oil, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say that eating bone marrow does make good sense. I'm just saying. Along with your butter dish. 101.1 
101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love the contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. Well, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, my pillow is offering the premium my pillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Well, finally, after a year of COVID, live entertainment oh, is back. Thank it is goodness. back. So, you may have heard the spots running on you know our show about um, about concerts coming into town here, right? Um, who's coming into town here? I don't know. Uh, a lot of shows are coming in here. Oh, right? Crowder's coming. Oh, Crowder's coming in right? November, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cool. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to Crowder because that, that's a great show. I've seen I've seen it before. Always a great show. But it, it made me think about you know the, the the people behind the shows, the concert promoter who brings these shows into town. Now, of course, we're fortunate here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got Drusky Entertainment. Brian Drusky. I mean, he brings in any number of shows into the city. I mean, I'm sure I don't know how many shows. But Brian Drusky is going to join us right now. And uh, Brian, thanks for coming along the show. You're going to uh, hopefully provide some insight into what a concert promoter does. Thanks for coming. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, from what I do, I mean, my day consists of getting up and checking emails and, you know, and right now it's it's crazy to the fact where I get through a bunch of emails and then there's another 20 or 30 right behind it just trying to okay, figure well, out. Yeah, so, well, I mean, that's that's got to be good. That's got to be good, Brian, because COVID had oh, to have been yeah. a really tough era for you guys. Yes. Yeah, so now that everything's getting kind of back to normal, uh, you know, it's the whole uh, industry is wants to go out and do stuff. So yeah. it's been literally the busiest I've been uh, I've been doing this. Right. Okay, so, good. So, so, but it's more than emails, right, Brian? Because, you know, say a oh, show emails, comes to town. Calls, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're just the tip of the iceberg here. Okay, so let's use Crowder as an example, right? Even though that show is not until November, right? You're working out all kind of details, aren't they? I mean, there's contracts and, you know, riders and things like that. There's a lot of egos and a lot of venues and, you know, any number of things to take care of. I mean, I'm sure there's, how do you keep track of all these different things? <laughs> it's, it's being organized. I mean, it, I mean, you know, at any one point, I'm, you know, I usually have, you know, like I do, I do probably about, you know, normal times, uh, anywhere from 500 to 600 shows a year. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just keep, keeping everything organized, you know, and having a good staff that helps you with that. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> tell us, tell us how you survived COVID then, Brian, what was that like? Well, I mean, it was tough. I mean, you go from you go from doing so many shows a year to absolutely nothing. It was definitely a shocker. You know, you're, you're trying to get things to happen, um, and you know. Oh, I think we're breaking up. You gotta take care of your staff. I'm yeah. sorry. You gotta make sure your your staff is. Uh, uh, is taken care of too. I mean, you're responsible for a lot of people. Yeah. I and mean, when I put on, when you put on a show, um, there is a number of people that work. I mean, not just, you know, my staff, but, you know, from you know, the venue, you have, you know, sound and light people and ushers and bartenders and security. And I mean, all those people were out of work. And I mean, in, in normal times, you're responsible for a lot of people yeah. in their livelihood. So right. it's very tough. Okay, so you said you just said uh, a normal times five to six hundred shows a year. I mean, I can't be- imagine what that must be like. It's got to be a never-ending, uh, you know, sort of merry-go-round of detail, detail, detail. So now that we're back into so-called normal times, I mean, you're going to ramp up. I would imagine that every artist, maybe you know, some have not been on the road for some time, but everybody wants to get back out on the road. Are, are we going to see like a flood of live shows sweeping across the country? You know, even way more than normal times yes i think so and you, we got and it's us being smart to make sure that you know if we're doing all these shows that people are going to be able to actually go to the shows because there's only so much money that's going to be around so you got to be smart on what is going to go to what you know people are still for entertainment that's true but people also you know unemployment's still up there's a lot of people that aren't back to work and you know you have to figure out if it makes sense to do the shows you're doing it to make sure that everything's successful because right. you know from a year from a year not doing shows and not having you know any money really coming in 
you know, you don't want to lose that money that you're starting to make either. Yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting. Okay. So people listening, thinking, oh, five to 600 shows a year, that sounds like easy money. But the fact of the matter is you're a bit of a gambler, aren't you? I mean, you know, you've got to sort of uh, look at the market and determine what shows might sell. There, there may have been times where you could easily lose your shirt, right? Yeah. 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 This, is, this is all, you know, this is all my, uh, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no one backing me. There's no large corporation backing me. It's, it's definitely, you know, I got to make the right decisions to, or, you know, I don't, you know, I don't I able to pay my bills or, you know, or live my life. So, I mean, yes, it's all, it's all uh, on me, you know? Yeah. We're talking to Brian Dresky of Dresky Entertainment. Brian, tell us um, who we can expect coming into town soon. Who can we be excited about going to see? Uh, like I said, we have like I said, we have Crowder coming in, uh, which is we just had Natalie Grant that was there. I'm trying to think of some other uh, good uh, Christian shows. I mean, I mean, maybe not on the Christian scene, but yeah, you know, yeah. Tell us anything. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be just Christian music. Like who's coming in? Yeah, I mean, like I just confirmed Ario Speedwagon. Cool. I'm going to keep on loving you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Um, Let's see. I, I have. Uh, let me my head. I mean, we have Lindsey Buckingham. Squeeze mm-hmm. is coming. Oh, okay. um, Justin Moore at Watkins Park. Um, another. Uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. I mean, from small stuff to the places at Gerbils and Craft House, and uh, you know, larger stuff at like Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead yeah. and. Uh, you know, Palace Theater. There's, there's well, definitely I, I, done I can't stuff. wait to go out and hear some live music, whether it's, you know, at Jurgles or the Palace or I'm wherever. That, yeah. Hey, Brian, yeah. thanks for being with us. We appreciate the, the insight of what it is to be a concert promoter in Pittsburgh. And uh, congratulations for surviving COVID and uh, better days ahead for you and your organization. Yes, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate you calling and uh, talking to me for a couple yeah, it's yeah. our great pleasure. Drusky Entertainment. We've been talking to Brian Drusky. You can check out all the shows. We sort of, you know, jumped on him, uh, you know, top of uh, top of his head. Uh, it was kind of hard to go through all those shows. But DruskyEntertainment.com, as he said, Crowder's coming in, not till late in the year. But, you know, Brian does a mix of shows. So there's something for everybody, I guarantee you, at Drusky Entertainment. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we've got more ahead. When we come back, how has your um, COVID cleanliness moved forward? Is it a necessity to take a shower every day? Yes. We'll talk about that next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. With the world opening back up a bit, I think it's normal to be excited about getting back to... Trips to the movies, ballet recitals, July 4th parties, everything we missed. But as our team was talking about getting back to those kind of things, it kind of hit us that this is also a big opportunity for maybe some more meaningful things, like taking a meal to that sweet older couple from church, or volunteering again, or maybe just taking grandma to brunch or encouraging the neighbor kid with a fist bump. I think that many of us found that while this time was extremely difficult, the downtime also gave us some really good perspective. I just don't want to forget that perspective. Our team is challenging ourselves to not just go back to the movies, but to also remember it's an opportunity to try to love others, 
like he loved us. And to remember that being slow and enjoying the little moments is kind of cool. Maybe you'll join with us. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit e ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at expresspros.com or on the Express Jobs app. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Kath, are you um, a night shower person or a morning shower person? Thank you for asking, John. I'm a morning shower person. Me as well. Mm-hmm. And morning as opposed it. to night, why? Uh, well, because I exercise in the morning, and so I want to take a shower after that okay. to prepare for work. Right. Okay, so the right time to shower, this is an age-old debate. I mean, sleep, ex- sleep experts say that there is some evidence that a nightly rinse at the right temperature mm-hmm. could help you if you are struggling to fall yes, asleep. Yes, now, interestingly enough, my husband is the dual shower person. Dual? What do you mean, night and morning? The, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing, and you'll understand this, John, living in a house without air conditioning, he insists that taking a shower right before bed is a cooling thing sure. and helps him to sleep better. Right. I, I, you know, I don't, look, I'm, I'm crushed on time. I don't know if I can fit in two showers. That's a, lot, that's a lot of commitment, plus a lot of water. Okay, when you prefer to shower is not a scientific decision, okay, right. says Mona Gahora, an associate clinical professor of dermatology at Yale School of Medicine. This is a personal decision. The benefit of the skin really comes from what you're using in your shower, what oh, you do right okay. after the shower. Okay, now here's the thing. I have always had a, a an innate distrust for shower gel. Shower gel. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that? I don't know. The fact that it's liquid at room temperature, I think, makes it suspect. Why? I believe in soap. Soap. I believe. Room temperature. I believe. No, like bar of soap. Yeah, it's room temperature. Yeah, but it's not liquid. It's a bar of soap. I agree. Yeah. I like it. Go ahead. Tell Um, me. Okay. So you could be, she says, you could be showering in the morning or you could be showering at night and using bad products and ruining your skin. Oh, Anecdotally, dermatologists say many people seem to be showering less 
during the coronavirus, part of a larger trend of embracing minimalism in daily routines. Okay, that's just embracing minimalism. Get out of here. It's a bunch of people who want to sleep. This actually dovetails with some of their guidance about washing and shampooing. Time of day aside, uh, the basic factors to consider when you shower, temperature and shower length matter. When you shower. Okay, what, what, so what's, what's recommended? What uh, is... More things, a uh, few things more soothing than a long, hot shower. But for some people, especially those who have drier skin, uh, you should uh, prolong, you should limit your prolonged exposure right, to hot whatever. water. Okay. I mean, there's also, you know, a thing called lotion. No more than 10 minutes for a shower is what they're saying. Oh, get out of here. Uh, listen, ten, that's fine. T- listen, at 10, 10 minutes, minutes, I'm not even halfway in. Halfway. I... L- listen, it's a process. Seriously, as a father, the guy who's playing the water bill, my kids are oh, up there. Here we go They're like the taking sh- that's 45 such a, that minutes to go. That is such a male approach. No, no, it's not. Yes, First it all, is. It totally is. Let me throw this into you. It's bad for the environment. Oh, there you go. Gosh. It is bad for the environment. You're wasting water. No, I mean, I'm how wasting water? I'm I'm having an enjoyable experience. Less is more for skin and hygiene. When and how you shower, or when and how often you shower, should depend upon your skin type and activity levels. Right. Less is more approach should also be applied during the shower. Right. You should not be using excessive soap. It clogs the pores. Apparently, excessive right? soap. How about the de- okay? Well, how, how about do I this? Know when it's excessive? What about the difference between a shower and a bath? Yeah, you want to sit in dirty water? No, I really don't. I don't, and I don't want to do that on a daily basis. A bath to me is when I'm in a relatively. It has to be a nice hotel. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would never take a bath yeah. in a hotel. Listen to never. you. That's disgusting. <laughs> Get, that's not that's disgusting. Horrific. You first of all, ooh, ooh. any bath. Who's been there? Any. All of humanity, and you're soaking in that tub. I am not going there. That's no, horrific. Listen, Ugh. this is don't do that. You don't think that's cleaner than no. your bath? I, I I agree. It is not cleaner. Ooh. No, it is way cleaner than I your don't bath. Think, I would oh no, never in no, a million no. years do no, that. I'm not saying I'm going to go to Motel Six and take a it bath, but matter. I'm saying if you're in a oh. nice hotel. Oh, I see. A Tony hotel is cleaner. Yes. No, I think it a is. Motel Six is dirtier. I, I, uh, no, I think Listen, they're all disgusting. don't bring your facts and get in the way of my own oh, personal yeah, reality. I'm no. telling you my truth. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, I just think if you're going to take a shower, do it in a short amount of time. All right. Let me minutes. ask you this. Let me ask you this. What about post-shower? Post-shower what? Like, do you have a product? Do you have, like, do you use a lotion? Do you use some kind of post-shower I do. thing? I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. But not all the time. Oh, okay. Not every day. I mean, you know, I've got, you know, um, cream. Yeah. But you I'm not won't. using that, like, every day. Why not? Every but you're saving day. it for Christmas. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, you have dry skin. Maybe once a week. That's oh. more than five. No, every single time. Every single every day. Every single maintenance well, it's a, is it a, a sh- lot of water it, and a lot of cream. I think is it's it a, way too much. Is, a, is it a shock to you that I'm high maintenance? Hello. No, it is no shock to me at all that you're high maintenance. Thank you. And yeah. Hey, kids, stop that. Please stop Get flushing the toilet. Quit wasting money, the, everybody. The dad can be such a killjoy. No, I don't yeah. think it's a killjoy. Oh, no, I think it definitely is. I promise you, if I talk to your kids, they would say it is. Wait a second. Let me just go back to the bath thing. Mm-hmm. I would have a problem with my kid in the baptismal font, let alone a bathtub. 
I think you're just completely overreacting. I'm just saying. I think you're overestimating your own ability to clean your tub. Don't, and don't underesti- even go there. And underestimating the ability of the professionals. That's what I think. The professionals? You kidding me? Mm-hmm. The professionals on the floor of the hotel where I'm choosing to stay, mm-hmm. they are so busy doing 10,000 other things. You think they're doing a good job cleaning that bathtub? I'd listen. I don't well, think so. Well, prior to this conversation, I sure did. Well, I don't think I'd go there. I Really, I would never. I would never. You couldn't pay me to take a in bath. In a nice in a, hotel. No, you could not pay me. I'm not going there. I'll put my foot in the tub, but my whole body immersed in that? That sounds like a recipe for malaria or uh, something what, like that. You're gonna, I mean, malaria comes it from does. a mosquito, no, not what? from a bathtub <laughs> in a nice hotel. In this is COVID age. In the COVID age, I'm not immersing my body in anything like that. Oh, my. Oh, well, in this COVID age, like all of a sudden, now you're going to get, now COVID's waterborne. You never know, you get a, oh, for crying you know, out loud. What's Fauci say about your tub? Rick Zimmerman, save us. <laughs> That's what I have to say. All right, coming up on tomorrow's program. Can we look ahead, please, and rescue us from this morass? Okay, um, recovering from biblical manhood and womanhood, how the church needs to rediscover her purpose. Excited to have Amy Bird on the program for the very first time. If you're on Twitter and you follow things like this, you'll see that Amy is a frequent tweeter and has a lot to say about this issue and has received a lot of uh, criticism and a lot of props, too. So we'll be interested in connecting with her. Also, is the even evangelical view of sex at the root of our sex scandals we'll be talking about that also that's a challenging topic right right. i don't know is it the fact that we can't talk about it that makes everything all messed up take a shower and feel better about yourself i say or a bath in a nice hotel the ride home with john and kathy a production of salem media group